You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser. Listen in as I interview leaders in our industry, getting their stories and their journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Real Estate Sessions podcast. Earlier this week, I put a panel of West Coast Florida realtors together, all doing great things. And over the last two and a half months, not only have they survived, but they've thrived with their business. And we wanted to talk to them about how they are doing that. The first panelist is from Naples, Florida. She she created her own brokerage, McQuaid and Company. Her name is Tiffany McQuaid. Wonderful with marketing, wonderful with customer experience. And you'll be able to see that uh, throughout the panel. Second up, Michelle Herndon. Michelle Herndon is with Keller Williams. She has the Herndon Group and she's a Ben Kinney partner. So I wanted to get the perspective of that agent who's with, you know, one of the largest brokerages in the world on how they're working through this this pandemic. And finally, our third panelist is Anthony Malafronte. He's with Florida Executive Realty. He's the founder of the My Tampa Agent team. Uh, and he's doing some wonderful things as well. So you will see that these three panelists do a great job of not only talking about how they're how they've been working through these last two and a half months, but also what did they what were they doing in advance that prepared them for the success and the ability to even grow their business during these times. So once again, thank you so much for for tuning into a special bonus episode of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Let's get started. Our first panelist is from Akron, Ohio. She founded a boutique brokerage. It's just spectacular if you're in Naples, stop in. It's called McQuaid and Company. Tiffany McQuaid, welcome to the panel. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yes. First thing I want to get out of you, and I asked all of you to a little bit of homework. I want you to recommend yeah. a book to, to our viewers. Okay. So I'm a bit of a book junkie, so to pick one is a trick. But my absolute one uh, is a book by Barbara Corcoran called Shark Tales. And it's actually a modified version of the book that I picked up 14, 15 years ago called Use What You've Got and Other Business Lessons I Learned from My Mom. And that's actually how I connected with her uh, all those years ago. That's great. I love that. Um, Next up, with Florida Executive Realty and the team leader for My Tampa Agent, Anthony Malafronte, welcome to the panel. Well, thanks for the invite, Bill. So let's get your book. What's your book for uh, for the session? You know, uh, I read a lot as well. And uh, being a Grateful Dead fan, my favorite book of all time is uh, Marketing Lessons from the Grateful Dead, written by David Merriman Scott. But I'm currently reading another one of his books called Fanocracy, uh, turning uh, gotcha. clients into fans and fans into clients. And that's uh, been uh, an eye-opener for me. It's a great a great book, Fanocracy. I'd recommend it to anybody. Uh, we have another Connecticut native. She now runs a team at Keller Williams as a Ben Kinney partner. Thanks for joining us on the panel, Michelle Herndon. You, I'm so excited right. to be here. Awesome. And your book? My book is um, very appropriate for this day and age, and I had it on my um, bookshelf for about a month, and then when we got on lockdown, I'm like, I got to read this, and it is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It's awesome. 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 The Obstacle is the Way. Good. I'm glad we could do that. Just people, lovely people are writing these down because we we have time to, you know, make ourselves better, no better way than to read books from people who uh, know what they're doing, so. Appreciate it. Um, real quick, I'm just going to throw this out for just a quick discussion before we kind of dive in. Are all of you surprised at the level of business you've been you've been able to maintain since since late March, or are you yeah. not surprised, Michelle? Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, I'm very surprised. Um, I, it's kind of 
I'm surprised, but not really surprised because we've still been maintaining business as usual. But what's really surprising is that all those buyers are still out there. And right now, all the sellers are coming out of the woodwork and our sellers didn't run scared during this time. That was the surprising thing. What do you guys think? Well, I, I kind of think uh, we're, we've been blessed to be in Florida. What started off is, you know, word was that, you know, Florida as a state was going to be the hardest hit uh, as a result of this. So it kind of put everybody in this fear about what was going on. But the good news is, is, you know, we were laying the groundwork so strongly through our season here in Florida, you know, the January one to Easter, whenever Easter may fall. So we were really laying the groundwork for our business and our customers and our clients and our listings that when this hit, you know, it, good thing, bad thing, it hit at a good time. We had a very strong presence, but the really great thing is that Florida, you know, has really come through this stronger than anyone could have anticipated. And all the people up North in the compacted environments and you know, tighter cities are looking at Florida now as the place to be, you know, and we are super blessed that we were in that position. So very thankful, actually, if something like this is going to hit, that it hit when it did. You know, and Bill, the truth be told, am I surprised? Yes. Uh, If uh, I had the conversation, we had this conversation back in September, what the market would be like today. I think we all would have been wrong as to what the market looks like. No one could have saw this coming. Even back in um, early March, I was a little concerned about how our business would maintain over time. Uh, but I'm pleasantly surprised that the things that we do as a team uh, regularly uh, have uh, uh, have laid the foundation for us to actually get busier, not be uh, less busy uh, over this time frame. So that's been a really good thing. So you're, yeah, that's great. I, I Michelle, I'm going to ask you a question. You're, you're with one of the largest brokerages in the world, could be the largest <laughs> with Keller Williams. And, and sometimes big things are slow to react or it takes a long time to turn a tanker, right? Um, was w- to talk about with Keller Williams, were, were they able to respond quickly to what was happening with the pandemic when it, when it became apparent? Yeah. Um, So in our world, in the real estate world, everyone's using this word that I despise, but, but it's apt and it, it is truly how our company responded and that they pivoted literally on a dime. Um, And I, I, it's a way overused word, but, and I say that because almost overnight, everything changed and leadership was talking to their people and then it trickled, it just trickled down. And our technology has been getting built up. As everyone knows, we are now the tech company of real estate. Um, However, what happened was all that trickle down on a dime happened and came straight into us. And as you know, you know, our partner is Ben. And so 
what what happened, what pivoted immediately was just kind of 10x on our team. And that that is all about our partnership. And um, we changed everything to virtual. Our our websites literally went to all things virtual overnight within the first week. Um, we just did a backslash safety and now go on. You want to attend a virtual open house, come here. You want to view a home virtually, come here. You want to have a virtual listing appointment, here you go. So that all happened literally within the first week of the everything hitting the fan in our industry. How about for the smaller brokerages like Tiffany? Were you able to, I imagine it's pretty easy for you to make that change. Yeah. Well, and you know, the power of the pivot, we are all exhausted from hearing that word, but you know, the reality is my team and I am so thankful that we have been through a lot, you know, over my almost 20 years in the business. And, you know, although this is entirely different than everything that we've been through previously, I think we've learned enough, especially through um, hurricanes and, you know, prep for all of that and everything. We were a little more used to disaster prep than probably most people. So I think the best part of all of this is that my team unified very quickly and immediately figured out the core key things that we needed to do best for our customers, meaning obviously our realtors first and foremost, but uh, their customers, meaning the sellers. And we knew virtual and being able to provide opportunities for their properties, we didn't want them to think that we forgot about them. So we immediately went into play with um, creating our own brokerage created, branded, put together uh, virtual tours because we wanted consistency in the look and the feel for all of our listings. So we immediately, our creative team jumped on it. You know, we did voiceovers and all of that for a lot of listings, but we wanted to be able to every day pummel out at one and at four o'clock, all of our inventory And, you know, there were just so many things that we were able to step in quickly and address and take care of, you know, without skipping a beat. So I, uh, that was, that was good. A lot of effort, a lot of hard work. We didn't get to just enjoy the sun uh, down here, but we'll pay off. And Anthony, you're a mid-sized brokerage, right? We'll call it. So same thing for you. You were able to, and your team, especially were able to make a quick adjustment. We were, and we're fortunate to be part of uh, you know, an independent brokerage, Florida Executive Realty, where our leadership really stepped up uh, to keep all of the agents involved and informed as to what was going on. Um, we, we, we didn't change all that much. We kept doing the same things that we've always done, adding some technology, certainly, uh, creating some different synergies for all of our partners, title partners, lender partners, uh, inspectors, um, and then most importantly for our clients, uh, listening to the needs of the clients and, and making sure that we were giving them the things that they needed. And that's kind of morphed from February again to now. Things have changed a little bit. People are a little bit more comfortable. So uh, uh, I'd like to think that we didn't really pivot at all. We just kept doing the things that we've always been doing adding some things that were necessary to think outside the box uh, to provide safety uh, for the people that we're dealing with, both their health and still providing the same quality of service. Right. Yeah. A way to, a way to use the pivot word in a way that you like, and that's good. <laughs> it might, by not pivoting. Um, let's, 
Tiffany, I'll, I'll start this. You can start this, the answer to this question. And I want the rest of you just to kind of discuss your thoughts on this. Everyone's been working from home. The shelter in place rules have been here for a long time. They've been lightening up. Um, we've had a few more people be able to go back to the branches. Uh, I'm still working from home because of my role. But boy, as a realtor, you've worked from home a lot. It's part of your life, um, you know, a lot of people. But, but Tiffany, you have this nice bro- uh, brokerage, big, a lot of square footage, just big space. Yeah. Is this showing us that maybe that, that whole virtual way that was kind of started by a few other pioneers might be the way we're going forward in our industry? Less brick and mortar? Well, I will tell you, you know, that that's circulating around, of course, you know, all through the industry. And I think, you know, we do realize that there's so much that can be done now, you know, through technology in being able to uh, work from anywhere and more efficiently out of force, we were able to realize and recognize that. I think the thing for someone like me um, and, and our brokerage and our team is that we've built this dynamic and this energy, so to speak, that we have created here uh, through the presence of having people in the office and being able to um, you know, create that camaraderie. And there's a, a crazy synergy. I'd like to say maybe it's in the water. I don't know. Um, this crazy synergy that we get when we're all together. And, you know, it's more of a family type atmosphere. And quite honestly, you know, in thinking through this, yes, from an expense perspective, I can sit back and say, boy, it would be nice to eliminate that. But then that would eliminate truly the core of who we are. And, you know, for us, I do not see that happening at all whatsoever. You know, I think that for us, it's a big platform. You know, not everyone is as efficient at home by themselves. You know, without that stimulation of activity, it's so important that, you know, we we encourage one another. And, you know, we have a hug circle here, for goodness sakes. We had to temporarily, you know... <laughs> put a stop to it, but, but, you know, it's back in business now. And, you know, so the reality is this is a tough business. You know, there's days that we want to celebrate together. And then there's days that we just want to rest on each other's shoulders and, you know, lift one another up and encourage one another that today's a better day. And I think you do that so much better when you're together, you know, Hmm. there's so much unity uh, and growth that happens when, you know, you're working together as a team. And, you know, I, I enjoy seeing everyone thrive off of that platform. So no, I'm not going to be changing that. Yeah, I, I'd like to jump in if I may. Um, that is the premise of our team too. Across the nation, every day, we're all in our office at 8.30. We power up, we script practice, we talk to each other, we address any challenges for the week, we have a little lesson, and then we dive in. And, and I agree with that synergy, like we're in the office. We are there for each other to answer questions, to coach along, to um, listen to what's happening with the other people. And the culture of our team is built on that. And um, so that's important for us. And as an agent, I rent space in two offices and um, we continued to do that even though we weren't in those offices and lucky for us, we got a little rebate um, from our market centers. But to us, um, like I come into the office still and, and until like 
I want to say until the governor said stay home, I wasn't working from home. I was still going into the office because that's my thing because I'm more productive in the office and I don't do laundry and I don't feed the dog a treat and all of those things. So for individuals, I agree with that too, right? Like for me, I need to be in an office. It comes from my um, education background. Like I am in the building. That's, that's the way it is for us. And I believe on our teams across the nation um, that as soon as everybody can get back to that, as we, as our states um, lift the orders, um, we'll slowly see everybody transitioning back into that. That's my opinion. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, how many times have we been asked, what do you want to do when this is over? What do you miss most? Uh, from a work perspective, I miss going into the office and seeing Alexis and Sarah and Bill and Simone and Eric and hanging out together and commiserating with one another, helping each other out. I miss seeing the office staff at Florida Executive Realty and the agents, uh, some of them very seasoned and very uh, wise uh, agents who are part of our office that we can always bounce things off of. I mean, there's people that I have seen on a regular basis that I haven't seen in nine weeks. I've talked to them but I haven't seen them. And, and that, that part of that camaraderie, that, that, that sharing of ideas, that sharing of information, that just sharing of life uh, is what I miss the most. Now, that being said, there will be more remote workers moving forward after this. I think there absolutely will be. I mean, you know, the CEO of Twitter has said very clearly, if you've been working from home and you like it, just keep on doing it from now until forever. There are efficiencies in that. I'm like you, Michelle, I'm way more efficient at the office. We only have a little refrigerator in the office here. I got a big one and I walk by it and I'm going to eat something and I can be distracted by the dogs. I can be distracted by the garbage guy. Um, I can be distracted by a lot of things. I'm less distracted and more focused when I'm at work, but it also has taught us how we can be more efficient when we're not in the office. And I think if we take the lessons that we're learning today and meld them into what the new normal is going to be, we're going to be a lot better off. Yeah. Anthony, let me, let me ask you, and let's just build off of what you said. You were, you, you've created some new things. You did some new things. You didn't really have to change or adapt or pivot, but you added some other features. What are some of those actions or trainings you did and incorporated with your team as, as things started, you know, kind of going south, things that the viewers of this uh, webinar would want to know? Well, we incorporated Zoom in a way that we hadn't done before, uh, right. to be very candid, both up for our team and for our brokerage. Our brokerage, uh, you know, Doug is a, a, a very thoughtful broker. Um, he is uh, education-based. He is knowledge-based. He wants us to be the experts today in our market. And he had meetings at all of our offices Monday to Thursday, every three weeks out of the month. Um, we're now having those business meetings once a week on Wednesday to 90 or 100 agents across the company, um, which has been kind of good because I'm hearing other people from other offices who don't normally come to our business meeting talk about the things that they're doing. So we, we've incorporated Zoom. We've incorporated more bomb bomb video into the emails that we send, uh, which surprisingly has been uh, very well received by both people we do know and by people we don't. Um, which has been kind of nice. Um, but again, Bill, we, we stuck to the basics. If anything, what we did was double down on the things that we know work. Uh, 
contain uh, our, our energies with that small viable audience of people that already know, like, and trust us and, and put our efforts towards them. Early on, it was things like delivering toilet paper and you know, doing a little bit of shopping for an elderly client who may or may not have been able to get out or just didn't want to get out, right? Uh, and it's morphed into different things as we've moved along between February and now. But this doubling down on the things that we know already work, as uh, a friend of ours says, you know, focusing on the bullseye, um, being really thoughtful and showing up as a human being for the people that already know, like, and trust us. And that has uh, been a good lesson, I think, for all of us. Uh, you know, that attract, not chase thing, all those cliches are, uh, some, that's real. Uh, right. I'd much rather yeah. have a conversation with someone who already likes us, knows us, uh, than, than having to try to convert somebody who's just shopping around for the best deal. Um, so those, those kinds of, uh, th- that bright light shown on those things has been very, very important. And uh, and very helpful. We were, um, I'm not bragging or anything, but we were Zooming before Zoom was cool, right? So um, so that's just because we're spread out across the country and we have two offices. So when we go into our office, half our team comes into Apollo Beach, the other half goes to the South Tampa office. And we were Zooming together to do our power-ups and script practices and daily chats. The thing, and I agree with Anthony, like what changed and what got like 10 x is just getting back to where, what we should do, but at a really higher level, like talk to the people we know. How many, uh, you know, I wish we could see everybody, raise your hand if you offered to deliver toilet paper to your people, because we did too. Yeah. Right? Like that was part of our thing. Even if it's a roll of toilet paper or soap, let us know if we can help you, whether it was a phone call, a text, or an email to every single person in our database, including those who had only raised their hand um, and said, I I want the value of my home or I want to go see this house. So um, getting back to just building the relationships and doing it at a higher level because we have more time to do that. And, um, and, and we could use technology where sometimes like for me, I'm an events person. I, that's my lead gen that I love is events. I love networking. I love talking to people. I love hugging my past people. I love all of that stuff. Well, I couldn't do that anymore. So I'm now, I went to, um, sending emails that had a video attached. We don't use bomb bomb, but I gave them a link to a video back. Um, but, um, and texting and, and those emails, um, phone calls. So it's just doing what we should be doing, but at a really high level. That, to me, is one of the things that has been the benefit of us going through this. Hey, Tiffany, I know she said the word events. Yes. Yes, are we going to segue to those? <laughs> well, no, I... Um, Let's talk about, for, for, for your brokerage, what were some of the things that you tried to implement? I, well, specifically, uh, we put to, in place a, a few different things. One thing was um, what we called a brighten your day bouquets in these homebound fun boxes. And these were a way for our team and our realtors to make a connection with their customers current and past and be able to drop off to them. We teamed up with the local florist and dropped or, or 
our realtors went around and left at their doors, one or the other. So this beautiful flower arrangement, just something that they could put inside their home and walk by and, you know, just put a smile on their face. And then the other was the homebound fun box. So that was a little red box that we packed up. We did not like overly branded. It just had a label that said that with our logo on the front. And the only thing inside that was branded was one of our pens that we clipped to a crossword puzzle book, but we filled it up with um, word searches and little flower pots with seeds and gloves, gardening gloves, and, you know, some fun games. We put um, slinkies and then we put tons of like nostalgic candies, you know, things that you haven't seen since you were a kid, bit of honeys, a little, um, bullseye candies, you know, things that would generate like a good positive feeling, you know, not real estate related or pushing, but just something that they could open up that would surprise and delight. And, you know, that's what we always uh, look to do when we're creating our marketing is, is this going to accomplish one of those two goals? Is it going to surprise or delight? And, you know, create like a top of mind awareness and recognition. So we really took this time to, instead of pushing real estate to put out into our communities, even with, you know, mailings and things of that sort that were activity based, you know, the only branding with these things just had a, like a little, you know, logo on them. But, you know, if you're branding yourself correctly as a, as a realtor, if you're marketing yourself correctly, who you are as a person, and, you know, sharing from an authentic space and who you are as a realtor, those two are always going to be unilateral. So whether you sign something, you know, Tiffany or Tiffany Realtor Tiffany, you know, the two are always going to be one and the same. So as long as you're, you know, putting things out and not just during that time, but going forward too, you know, we still are going to have a strong lag time, especially in other parts of the country. You know, now is not the time to pull back on your marketing. It's a matter of restructuring and repositioning your very presence because the aim of all marketing and branding is to create a presence that's present when you're not present. And probably during the time of, you know, all of us being in lockdown, never was that quote more prominent as when you're not physically present, but we're all in our homes, you know, what are you doing to make your customers feel good? You know, what are you doing to create that positive mindset that doesn't necessarily have to be real estate based, but based on authentic you? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I love my slinky and I ate all the bit of honey out of <laughs> when you sent the box. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> um, look, all three of you are very successful and all three of you probably are on the lookout for talent. I would just assume, right? Good, good, talented realtors. It would interest any one of you. Um, how is, how is, is it, what's happening in that space? During this time, during this 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 pandemic, are are we seeing recruiting happening? Are we seeing people? What's going on there? Um, Michelle, why don't you start off that one? Um, so it's kind of a funny thing that in March, when we first went on lockdown, um, we had a tremendous response to people um, saying yes 
I want to join a team and then us figuring out they're a good fit for us. So we have, I've never had more people reach out or respond to, we had an ad on Indeed, then I stopped it and then I started it again. You cannot believe how many people are out there getting their license because of a job loss or had been starting to transition into this as a career and then they couldn't take their test. But right now I'm seeing that there's an unbelievable amount of people wanting to get into real estate as a career and seeing the value in what we have to offer. And so it used to be where, um, you know, uh, people are always coming in and they have preconceived notions and now they're like, wow, you guys have what I think is going to help me get uh, be successful is in this career transition. So we're seeing a lot of new people come into this business and raising their hand and saying, I want to be part of this. It, it was really surprising to me um, that people would do this in the middle of all of this, right? Um, where we have people starting on their training plans in the middle of a lockdown and we're having one-on-ones with them and training them to get into business and to start using the tools that we have to do business during this time. Really, really interesting. I did 10 um, Zoom interviews last week. Wow. And with with prospective agents, and I actually signed one yesterday and another one likely this week. So I, I also started because there's so many people saying, hey, I'm not really sure about real estate. I started doing a weekly um, Friday call. If you're interested in a career in real estate and you've applied to one of ours and you don't have uh, your license or you haven't started the test yet, I'm just saying, okay three or four people come on this call and I'll tell you um, what our career opportunities are on our team and what it looks like to be a real estate agent and then to be an agent on our team. And last week I had three people on that call. So 10 one-on-ones and three people on another call on a Friday morning at 10 o'clock, which this week I, I bumped to next week um, <laughs> to be on this call. But um, yeah, it's really interesting how many people are wanting to get into our industry because you know what our industry is one of the few that has not stopped true tiffany or anthony either one of you seeing anything here well how can you not be inspired by something like what michelle just said uh we are very lucky to be in the business that we're in we help build communities one at a time i think as people have lost their jobs, lost their side hustle, lost whatever it is that they're doing. They see people like Michelle, like Tiffany, like other folks that we know that are successful uh, out there doing something that they enjoy. It's not easy always, but it's, it's matter of fact, it's hard work, isn't it? Uh, Any of us that are successful work hard at it. But I think there's, there's something to be said for the, the true real estate professional and, and how that attracts people who want to be part of a community, establish a lifestyle that's better than what they maybe have had and losing your job uh, or being furloughed or wondering if that corporation has come back the same way um, shines a brighter and more positive light on the things that we do. Um, and that's, that's a great thing for our industry. Yeah. Well, and we're in a little unique situation and that 
Um, my company, we're known for marketing. So we're blessed to kind of have that platform. But we as a brokerage have never recruited yet. So we were seven years old May 1st, and we've never formally recruited. Um, uh, different than, you know, what everybody else says should be done. We chose to go that directive so that we could lay the groundwork, creating our own content and everything that we wanted. So our intent was uh, that we started at the end of last year was at the end of our season here in Florida that we were going to start our first round of official recruitment. Well, oddly, you know, obviously all of this hit. So, you know, our plans changed, but the weirdest thing happened. We had some people come to us, um, six in fact, wanting to join our team because they recognized that wanting to get their businesses to the next level and they recognized that they were going to need marketing platforms more so than ever. And these are all great existing producers, really great producers that you know were looking to enhance and upgrade their marketing game. So we were really blessed that we brought on six new team members uh, during you know this downtime that who would have thunk it? <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't the intention, but boy, was it a blessing that you know we did not expect or anticipate. So you know it really has us re-strategizing a little bit before you know we go forward with the recruitment strategy. Uh, we learned a lot through it. So and with that. You know, now we have six new amazing team members that, you know, fit and enjoy our energy and the things that we have to offer here at the office. So it was a complete win-win for sure. Wow. So um, can I ask you a question? Tiffany? Yes. yes. So do you think that they finally woke up and saw what your true value was without you even having to tell them that? Because they're in production and they're realizing that, yeah, I'm in production, but I can be even more successful with Tiffany and her team. Do you think that's what it was? That, that's a fantastic question. And absolutely, without a doubt. You know, I think that the difference for us, you know, is that um, we're a little unique in how we present our marketing dynamics and our pieces and the collateral. And, you know, we lead with what's going to make us, our team and our properties stand out over and above the others. We don't believe in status quo, you know, we look at status quo and figure out how can we better it 20 or 30 times than what the best of the best that we see, you know, what they're doing. How can we go way better than that? So, you know, that's why we didn't recruit because it takes a lot of time, you know, to build and create much to, you know, hey, I could have said, let's just add people and, you know, see what happens. But we recognize that our value proposition truly is in the creative and the innovation that goes into the creative outside of just a technology space. You know, we tend to tie technology to innovation these days. And I happen to think that, you know, yeah, technology is a huge part of it and, you know, are, are obviously progressing forward. But I think people are now realizing that it's not just technology that's going to make them stand out or better their business. It's the uniqueness and innovation and other platforms as well. And marketing is truly one of those. Yeah. You know, I, I think that takes us, for, by the way, though, if you're, I want to get this out. If you're watching this, you have questions for any one of these three people, which they're amazing. Put them in the chat. I will definitely get the questions to them. 
Um, Tiffany, you talked about the the innovation, right? And the innovation for you is not based on technology. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that, and I, you know, that um, that technology is critical for Michelle and Anthony. But I want to I want to hear how technology works for the two of you. So, Anthony, why don't you lead off here? I mean, if you don't mind, it's up to you if you wanted to share kind of what your tech stack looks like for the, the techie people on the call, you know, what, how you work your business. And then, you know, how do you incorporate that into your philosophy? We are Ylopo clients, um, which we've uh, we switched over from another marketing company recently. And that has been a, 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 good, a good transition for us, especially at this time. Uh, we use uh, follow-up loss as our client relation management tool. Um, we have uh, a, a transaction manager uh, who uh, is uh, an independent contractor, but works almost exclusively for us. I mean, she does all of our deals, which has been incredibly helpful. But the technology stack is about creating conversations, um, right? That Everything that we do is about getting a conversation and what Ylopo and client and uh, uh, follow-up boss has helped us begin to formalize much better is who are the hand raisers? Who are the people that really need our help? And um, those are the people that we're attending to. Uh, but more importantly, showing up, Tiffany, as you said, showing up as needed before they know they need you. Yeah. Uh, and, and the best marketing, I mean, I'm learning, I'm writing stuff down here like crazy. Uh, my screen, my screen share, my screen saver on my computer is the best marketing is caring. And I'm hearing that from Tiffany for sure. Yes, you're a wonderful marketer, but putting the candies in, I mean, you care, we care. And I want, I want to attract people who understand that. So our tech stack is important, but it's all about having those conversations, the one-on-one conversations Anything that happens post COVID-19 is still going to be the most important thing is going to be those one-on-one interactions and how we can help people on an individual basis. Can I add to that, Bill? Sure. Okay. So Anthony, you said the most powerful thing right there is that your technology stack, what you're using is intended to start dialogue and create, you know, conversation. Right. And I, I, Obviously, the technology platform is so important in doing that. But I also think that in today's world, you know, the technology, the emails, the texts now are getting lost in the shuffle. I know myself, I just had to go back this morning through my Monday and Tuesday emails because I'm getting hundreds a day and I'm losing things. So, you know, it, it begs the question that, okay, starting that conversation, there's a million different platforms for Legion and, you know, email blasts and all of these things. What about starting the conversation by surprising and delighting the people that you've made connection with, right? So yeah, so you're you're doing something, you're putting something out in a platform that's gonna surprise and delight these people, that's gonna cause them to reach out to you, you know, to start a conversation. Thank you for thinking of me, you know. I haven't seen this candy since I was 10, you know, whatever, whatever that would be, but using surprising and delighting as a platform to catapult off of, to start that conversation and then technology portions as a supplement or vice versa. You know, I I guess 
I'm looking at the industry now as, okay, technology, we all have it, but how are you now going that next step? Because the lost art of real estate right now is that relationship and continuity of relationship and, you know, creating that loyalty from the word go that you don't get in a typical lead gen platform, but you will get if you are consistently surprising and delighting over time. Right. Unquestionably. Now, Bill, we mentioned fanocracy, my, the book I'm reading at the moment. Again, it's written by a deadhead. Tiffany has used the word delight on a number of occasions. The dead has a 55 plus year following where they did hardly any advertising, any marketing. And, and they would tell you, don't buy our albums because they're not that good. Come to our shows because we are there just to delight you. And we are going to delight that crowd in front of us that day. And once we're done with that show, we're done. We're not going to do that exact same show again, right? When we're done with it, they can have it. That's why they allowed people to tape their shows. And in Fanocracy, this book was written before COVID. I'm going to read you a, a quick bullet. The pendulum has swung too far in the direction of superficial online communication at a time when people are hungry for true human connection. And that's what that's what we're about. That's what the people who are the most successful are about. True human connection. Yeah. I can't be everybody's realtor. My team can't be everybody's realtor, but I can be the realtor to the people who we can connect with. We can be that person. And it's it's becoming more and more purposeful in yeah. the things that we're doing, at least the things that I'm doing. And it and it matters to people. Well, isn't that the biggest learning lesson that we just walked out of, you know, from being at home and no, and not having that human connection? We are all walking out with the desire to just see people and be around people and hug people, you know, that that's probably the biggest learning lesson that we have. So convert that into your business because 5,000 leads and getting a one to 2% rate of conversion on that is nowhere near as great as a handful of five people that you've worked with or care about and converting and turning them into lifetime customers. Right. Yeah. Creating an experience, right? Yeah. The experience that, that our good clients our, our loyal and wonderful clients have had with us translates when they say you should call Eric or Anthony or Sarah at my Tampa agent. You should call Michelle because they know what they're doing. Tiffany McQuaid and her team, they're awesome. They know how to market a house, but they know how to take care of you. It's that experience that matters so much. And we're lucky to be in a position where we can think outside the box and do that for people. It's a great job. It takes work. Yeah. So here's right. what I'm taking away. They say when you attend any webinar or any kind of um, training or learning activity that you should just take one thing and implement it. And I'm going to combine the I love the surprise and delight right? I love it when people use the word delightful. Like how often do we get to use that? Tiffany is part of your vocabulary. I think that it's awesome and I'm going to incorporate that. And so 
when we go back to technology, I think that that's one of the things that we miss, right? Like we have, we have super technology. We have the Ben Kenny Company's Brivity technology, the CRM, the, um, we have um, all kinds of great stuff that's um, integrated into one another, right? We have awesome websites. We have great auto plans. Well, my task when we get off this call after I have my call with Ben, because we have to talk to him at 1130, I am going to go to my um, my director of operations and say, we're changing our auto plans to include everything we do has to surprise and delight people. It has to, and, and it's a very simple thing to do. And I, will, I am going to report back to you guys on how that changes our conversations because I love it. I mean, we have very effective plans. We send market reports every two weeks, and we get a lot of response from that, right? But it's just a market report, so how can we incorporate? You might be surprised by what's going on now, right? Like our inventory is low, uh, statistics, you know, whatever. It works. But I think it'll work at, at, at so much more of a higher level by incorporating that surprise and delight. If I, that is the one thing I'm taking away from here is surprise and delight when I'm building my relationships, right? I, I love it. I'm so happy I got this opportunity. <laughs> let, me, let me read. I'm not going to call these questions, but these are comments from, from the people watching. These are wonderful and, and you can respond to these. Um, Susan says, there's a lot to be said for the positivity and energy you were bolstered by in the presence of a group of positive professionals. You know, that talked the, the, the point about working in an office. And I'm going to extrapolate that to this webinar. There are a lot of people watching you all talk about this, and they're going to feel that energy. Um, Kat writes, people don't care what you know until they know you care. That's a Zig Ziglar, quote. my favorite <laughs> quote. Love, yep. my favorite, favorite. Yep. Um, Sean Carpenter's in there. He, he said, great point, Mal. Much like the Grateful Dead, great real estate transactions are about the experience and not just the service. Yes. Great service is yes. part of a memorable experience. The experience is the thing that matters, right? That's great. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Susan, uh, Anthony, to Anthony, the result is you will attract all of those same-minded people into your sphere. Bravo. And that's the goal, right? That's what you're trying to do. You talked about attract. Uh, hashtag ripple effect from Sean. That's uh, one of my favorite comments he'll ever make. Um, to, uh, Kathy Mansiple says, I love Tiffany's point about conversations or conversion conversations, right? Yeah, I love that. And then Linda Hobkirk, what a great panel full of good tidbits, surprise and delight people. It takes so little to provide excellent service. Think about it. You just got to be thinking that way, right? It's got to be part of who you are. Can I, um, someone had mentioned about experience. Can I elaborate on an idea or something that we just had? Is that okay with you guys? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, we, we just had an experience, so to speak, that I want to share with all of you because I think this is an opportunity that everyone has to really, again, escape the real estate space, but go into the um, authentic space. And what can you do for your community and, you know, all of that? So, you know, we're in a mixed use area, our office. So we've got residential above, commercial below. And, you know, we're blessed to have, uh, you know, a lot of people that we do events and things here. Well, we saw and heard all the struggles of our tenants here, the commercial side. You know, we've got a ton of restaurants. Everybody was struggling. And then as an office, we represent over 80% of all the transactions here in the area. So our team, we got together and said, okay, 
what can we do that we can go to our homeowners association, which understand they don't approve much from a, you know, sound perspective. They just, you know, it's tough. Anywho, so we went and met with them the other day and presented at their board meeting. You know, I've been seeing circulating on social media, drive-in movies. Has everybody seen that? Like, why don't we have those now? We need those. So we decided to put together um, what we're calling the greatest shows. Um, And we went and approached them about doing some outdoor kind of under the stars, classic movies that we could socially distance people and have people reserve, like we would tape off in our promenade out here, what we're calling quads. You know, they could go online and reserve a quad. They bring their own chairs and blankets. And we as a company would put up, you know, giant uh, movie screens and do classic movies twice a month. So we're starting with Wizard of Oz and then we're doing Grease and we're going to theme them. Um, we got unanimous approval by the HOA, which understands that's a huge thing. But, you know, the, the reality is it's putting us in a platform where we're giving back to the community. It's not a huge cost, you know, factor, <laughs> excuse me, not a huge cost factor, but an opportunity to create what we were calling unity within our community and be able to um, give back, get people outside doing something fun. And we're going to theme them. And we're even going to theme like our office. So with Wizard of Oz, we're going to do There's No Place Like Home. You know, they kind of have to come to a booth that we're going to set up themed. I'll report back to all of you as to what it looks like. We're going to encourage people to dress according to each of the movies. So we're going to run those two per month through the end of the year. So we'll do two classics for Christmas, you know, around Halloween. So, um, but just an opportunity to socially distance people. And then we'll scroll properties on the big screen, our little open houses that we put together um, before the movie and what have you. But it's giving us a platform as a company to, uh, you know, do something that's going to surprise and delight people. We've got all these great ideas that when they get here, it's not just going to be, you know, but how can we surprise and delight in a positive environment, you know, that gets their mind and, you know, their belly uh, thinking positively and proactively outside of a complete real estate space. So not necessarily pushing real estate, but I challenge everyone to really think about that. You know, what can you do for your area or your community that's going to be a give back that will allow them to engage safely uh, or do something, you know, to just surprise and delight and make people happy. You know, everybody's starving for things to do right now. So, you know, maybe that's an idea that will work for any of your areas uh, across the country. I'm hopeful that that will help someone. Brilliant. You know, I'm I'm reminded again, I hate to keep bringing the Grateful Dead up, but what you just just said reminded me. This is my penance. My penance. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, The poor guy, when we play golf on Sunday morning, he has to listen to the Grateful Dead on my little speaker as we walk down the fairways. But I'm reminded of something that Bob Weir said about Jerry Garcia uh, and and how uh, all he wanted – 
the interaction, the, the, the conversation that the lead guitarist and the, and the rhythm guitarist had with one another was different for every song and every show because they never, in all the shows that they've ever done, they never did two of them the same. Uh, they were different. And Bob's comment to David Letterman in 1980 when asked that question was, all I want to do is delight him. Uh, and it's, we overthink delight. Think about the things that delight you. They are the simplest things, not the most complicated things. The yeah. simplest things are the things that surprise you and delight you. And when yeah. you went to a Grateful Dead show, they were building an experience that was unique to that day, that venue. And there was always something that surprised you or delighted you that you wouldn't have thought it would have when you showed up. And doing that is, we're lucky, again, I just keep saying it, we're lucky to be able to do this. And thinking about how I can surprise and delight people, I know I'm not going to overthink it. It's the simple things that will delight people the most. Uh, so Tiff, I'm just going to say thank you. Hey, well, you delighted me the other day with your amazing note that was much needed. And I saw Sean on the chat. I got one from him yesterday. You know, the power of the handwritten note in the delight uh, category is off the charts, powerful and so appreciated. So um, kudos to you and to Sean and to everybody who takes the time to do handwritten things. That's a simple delight that uh, everyone enjoys today. So I'd like to add to that. Anthony is one of the best at handwritten notes, right? Like we all know we should write them, but he consistently, and so consistency is a big part of something that's been hammered home during this time too. He consistently does that. Like every, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you were surprised and delighted to get it, but it doesn't surprise me at all that he sent you a handwritten note. And, and I go through phases. And so my thing is I need to get more consistent, not only with that, but be consistent in, um, in delighting people, right? Like that is, that's my new thing. This year my work was forward, but I'm changing it to delightful. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got a, a word change for the year out of this. This is amazing. Um, a couple more comments just for, for you all. Um, someone else said, I missed the drive-in movies, but Tim Ryan pointed out, the Ruskin Drive-In Theater down by you, Michelle, still right going here. strong. I moved away. I met, I met the owner about a year ago. He was out fixing the sign, and he's been yep. there like 28 years. It's just a beautiful That's little awesome. old-school drive-in. Um, so if you're in the, the, uh, over in the Apollo Beach side or from anywhere in the Bay Area, go check him out. I'm sure he'd love it. Um, who Linda who says, amongst us misses getting into the drive-in movie in the trunk of a car? Well, I might have. <laughs> It was called the Ace Drive-In in Lemon Grove, California. I did it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we also have uh, Linda Hopkirk saying, fabulous idea and opportunity, Tiffany, um, about you know your, the, uh, the movie, the outdoor movie. That's great. Chris LaRue in the comments has put in the actual link to the Ruskin Drive-In Theater. Uh, Linda, Linda Hopkirk, a phone call, a note, a quick video, so many easy ways to delight someone. Uh, and Kelly said, this is a very uplifting Zoom presentation. Thank you to all the panelists. And I can't think of a better way because we're right up against 11 o'clock. I can't think of a better way to end this thing. I Look, the last 30 minutes has been spectacular because I said about four sentences. That's perfect. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Uh, this will be recorded so people can have a copy of this. And uh, wonderful, wonderful hour. Thank you all so much.
Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash RE sessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to the realestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter and be notified whenever a new episode is released. 